listeners. Uh, we have Simon, our special guest, in the studio today. Simon is a movie critic. Yes, for, uh, I'm yeah. one of them. The Tell biggest us. movie buff <laughs> that I've met in quite a while. Actually. I'm quite tall, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Starting I, off with the jokes already. Yeah, I know. I, it's just, I like to get it in there. I like to win the audience over by being smug. There yeah. you go. He's also <laughs> a stand-up comedian by night. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by night, yeah, yeah. does make like a vampire. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, and that's. Uh, I'll be honest, that first joke wasn't my A material, but thanks for that. <laughs> I mean, thanks. I love it. <laughs> it's my kind of humour. Yeah, so tell us about yourself. What have you been up to this last? I I've, guess it started on the 8th. Yeah, yeah, I've just been watching movies and. Um, oh, God, this month has been slightly turbo. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's like I crammed three months' work into three weeks. But this must be your busiest month then. Yeah, it's yeah. been interesting. Although, funnily enough, because I do Fringe Festival, it's still not as hard as, <laughs> as doing the Fringe. But really? uh, yeah, it's it's been. Uh, it's been been uh i'm a bit knackered now as i said when i came in i'm i'm i've got i'm both knackered and still a bit wired i've got a t- too much sugar in my system so we'll see how these reviews go it's going to be interesting yeah. <laughs> um, so are you reviewing one that you just saw today yes yeah, so i'm going to be reviewing um the beguiled which i finished watching about half an hour ago and uh it comes at night which i watched about a week ago so uh there's been a bit of a, a gap in there but uh so we'll start with it comes at night which is a new horror film american horror film uh directed by written and directed by this guy trey edward schultz it's his second film haven't seen his first one i wasn't really aware of it um but this one's uh an interesting case it's been a sleeper hit in that audiences have hated it and critics have loved it and big horror fans have loved it mm. and it's easy to see why it's been the case because the trailers it's a classic case of the trailers have so misrepresented it the trailers are giving off this sort of uh this big splashy um you know uh jump scare horror movie and it's totally not that it's a very it's a slow burn horror movie that never really lets you know what's going on so the plot is you've mm. got joel edgerton carmen ajogo and kelvin harrison jr as uh, this family of three living in a boarded up uh, house in the middle of the woods and all we can gather is that there's been some sort of a plague there's some sort of a disease going around they uh, they live by this very extreme routine you know we never go out at night we lock all the doors if we go out at least two of us go out even during the day and they um are the house is broken into at night by a guy called will and again they go through this routine they leave him out in the woods for a day overnight and they say right no we've got to know that you're not diseased we've got to know that no one followed you you know we have to be safe and he weirdly is going i understand you know it's a horrible ordeal for him but he's uh, you know and then eventually um the the dad paul played by joel edgerton uh goes with uh, Will to find his Will's family and to fi- figure out what's going on. Will says he has livestock, he has food, and they're running short. So they go right. Well, this is and it's it's interesting because it's not it's not an emotional response. That it's a strategic response. You know, they're not saying Paul, yeah, go out and do this really obviously dumb idea because they're going no. If you don't do that, it could be worse. And that's one of the real brilliant tricks of this horror movie is they've got three-dimensional believable characters who don't make dumb decisions there's one dumb decision in the whole thing and by the time it gets to that you totally understand why the character uh, goes off and does this dumb decision i'm being a bit vague because the way this film works is it never really lets you know what's going on you're only ever given as much as trey edward schultz wants you to know um and i was really impressed by it. it was really really 
creepy you know it had that you, um, I've been complaining recently about things like Annabelle creation which give you the jump scares and they don't build up that sense of dread they don't uh, you know they just they just sort of go bang and then you oh you know and you have to jump because it's a loud noise this works on this sort of unease you know it's discomfort it makes your guts gurgle it gives you a physical reaction and that's what you want from a good horror movie um (laughs) and if if i said earlier i think um the thing was with it comes like the the, the trailer had uh, misrepresented it i do feel that there is a slight mistake with the um with the title because the uh, as the trailers are are giving this big splashy thing but also uh, actually the trailers don't in their own way don't misrepresent they don't give you anything that's not in the film which trailers can sometimes do this i think the title suggests you know it comes at night suggests like a singular nocturnal entity that is out there in the woods and it's not that movie again not giving anything away it's just not that movie um so i think that was possibly a mistake so all i'm saying is it's a great horror movie go in armed that it's not going to be what you expect it to be absolutely not in fact i won't even say what subgenre of horror is because that would give it away performances across the board are great i mean joel edgerton he's always great great uh, fantastic australian actor he's sort of one of those weird ones he's gotten really famous without but if you had to pinpoint one role you'd be like i have no idea he's just in big movies um he's always really reliable in fact he'd always been really reliable but earlier this year he was in that film loving um but the the uh, jeff nichols film with ruth negger about the the two um based on the true story of the lovings who were the interracial couple who got married in the south in the 50s um and uh, that was an extraordinary performance it's one of the most subtly brilliant performances i've seen in a very long time and this continues that he's a very strong presence but he's not he's strong but not macho you know um yeah. and that's that's nice he's got he's got that he's got hardness but he's also got a gleam you know he's, he's kind he's got kind eyes <laughs> um and he's perfectly very well spot uh, carmen ajogo is his wife who i'd only seen in fantastic beasts and oh, she was great in that as well yeah. i mean i was a big fan of the movie which was very good um and she's terrific in this again you know very unsentimental but she's a caring per- person she get, managed to get that balance between the two and there's a fantastic supporting role from Riley Keough, who's uh, the girlfriend experience TV star, and she's in things. She's in Logan Lucky, which is out this week, mm-hmm. um, and she's a terrific rising star, rising star, granddaughter of Elvis Presley, I believe. Okay. Oh. Yeah, and she does a fantastic uh, the whole lot, um, and beautifully shot by this uh, Drew Daniels as a cinematographer has this fantastic creeping camera and again you know what I was saying about uh, physical reactions in horror movies there's a bit where they're driving down a forest road and there's uh, the the camera is constantly moving just very slowly you know just looking around lurking around and they're going around this corner and I caught myself I was craning my neck to see around the corner with the camera that's what you want from that sort of movie so definitely um it's it, there's no more showings of it at the festival but hopefully it will turn up at uh, the cinema if it just comes straight to dvd i mean i hope not i want to see it in the cinema but check it out if you get the chance it's a you really, on really creepy horror movie yeah what would you give yeah. it out of 10 oh um i would say eight out of ten. Eight out of yeah. ten yeah. whoa definite yeah is, um, it, is it a psychological thriller or is it kind of like a kind of kind of again i don't want to say too much because i think you know i just want i kind of want to leave people going in a bit um you know uh, not sure what to what to get because i just didn't know what i was going to get so um but yeah psychological yeah psychological horror thriller 
kind of thing. Again, it's it's like I just I just, I'm so already dying not to wanting know to. What it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm tempted to ask you after, but I should uh, save it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Go in, go in as cold as you can. Nice. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so about half an hour ago, a uh, slight change attack. I went to see The Beguiled. Well, not half an hour ago. I'm mean, a couple of hours ago, um, which is the new film by Sophia Coppola. Um, of whom I have never seen one of her movies. I've never had any intention of seeing any of her movies because um, she's the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola and Eleanor Coppola, and she's, you know, obviously being a Coppola, she's related to half of Hollywood. And like her parents, she has a thing for doing films about uh, rich people and existential crises, which is not something I am particularly allured to in movies. That's, you know, the whole gamut of Woody Allen, who I can't be bothered with, mm. going back to people like Michelangelo Antonioni in the 60s, you know, pretty people wandering around in landscapes, you know, having a bit of a bad time and just, I don't care. <laughs> this is a change of tack. This is a remake of a 1971 Clint Eastwood Don Siegel film, which they made the same year as Dirty Harry. And this, uh, the Beguiled, I think, was uh, safe to say, was pretty uh, well eclipsed by the success of Dirty Harry. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's an update. So it tells the story of a, uh, a young lady's seminary in the South, set during the American Civil War. Um, one of uh, the girls, Amy, uh, uh, finds John, uh, Corporal John McBurney, played by Colin Farrell, wounded uh, in the woods. Uh, and he's just escaped from a battle and she takes him back there's consternation amongst uh, amongst the the ladies there the remaining ladies because a lot of them have escaped um and uh, miss martha who runs the place played by nicole kidman actually this is the second film this week i've seen with colin farrell and nicole kidman last one was the killing of a sacred deer very different from this one um but they decide to, you know, they, they say, well, we can't have him here, we'll have to give him up to the Confederates eventually, but we will um, we will tend to his wounds, he's got a big gaping gash in his leg, you know, lots of shrapnel on. Um, they say, uh, you know, we'll keep him here, but he's to be isolated, we can't have him fraternising him bit by bit. It they uh, it doesn't quite work out that way, <laughs> you know. It goes off in a different direction. There's a lot of sexual tension in the air. And what I um, I was interested because I haven't seen the original. I'm a big fan of Clint Eastwood. I'm a big fan of Don Siegel, but I haven't seen the original. It's one I've wanted to see for a while. Um, and people have said, you know, this is a good update because the original is quite misogynistic. And look, I haven't seen it, can't judge. But let's be honest, it's from the 70s. It very probably is. Yeah. So um, <laughs> um, this one. One, I think is um, I th I, the, the reviews gave the impression that it was some sort of sort of feminist essay rewriting the whole thing and actually I thought it was, it, it's different to that I and mean, it's definitely told from a feminist perspective because obviously it's Sophia Coppola you know she's got she's very interesting films about women and from women's perspective um, this I thought had kind of the tone of uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Itu Mama Tambien, the Alfonso Cuaron movie, no. 2001. Yeah. Great movie, check it out. Really good teen road movie about two horny teenage boys who hook up with an older divorcee. They go on a road <laughs> trip, and it's basically a dirty weekend. But it's all wow. shot through this. But the the theme running through it, um, of that one, is that you can always trust men to be men and women to be women when they're around one another. And this is very much the same. It's like, uh, you know, uh, she's got Sophia Coppola is bringing a very satirical eye to it. You know, it's every one's got their reasons for doing what they are it doesn't judge any of them i mean it's pleasingly ambiguous you know if you it is saying look guys you're always you always act like that around women and girls you always act like that around men um but it's whether it's saying that as a glass half empty or glass half full kind of uh, interpretation is very much up to what you think it's uh, what you think it what you bring to it yeah. um 
and when it started I was kind of thinking because it's a slow burn bit of sexy southern gothic and I was was started and I was thinking okay I get this film am I really going with it have I possibly seen this before but as it went along and it just amped up it's sort of both buttoned down and then really ripe I mean some of the dialogue in there is so sort of like so brilliantly suggestive Um, uh, and I thought the, the performances across the board were fantastic Nicole Kidman oh I can take or leave I, I you know sometimes she's just she's a great actress but sometimes she's very stale she's very distant yeah. and in this and same with the killing of a sacred deer actually uh, she's able to bring that persona that she has and really make it work within the role that she's been given Colin Farrell I mean again last week killing of a sacred deer this one I mean two completely different roles you know that one he was uh, this odd sort of buttoned down very mannered surgeon who's uh, you know and, and you know graying beard and slightly fat here he's just this sort of like dirty stop out who's you know looks like he has an age since he was 20 yeah. um, and it, uh, there's a f- fantastic supporting roles from Kirsten Dunst who's always great Elle Fanning who I'm a big fan of I think she's she's a real rising star who people really need to pay attention more attention to she's in the Neon Demon last year and I thought she was brilliant in that film she's really good in this they're all bringing their A game to it it's Beautifully shot by uh, Philippe Lassorde, whose previous, whose most high-profile work to, uh, to date, I think, was the Grandmaster, the Wong Kar Wai film, um, and music by Phoenix, which is nicely sparingly used. And when it does turn up, it's very different. It's very sort of, um, it's like a low rumble kind of thing. And I, I just thought the whole thing really, really worked. I was totally gripped by the end, and it's well worth your time. It's on general. It was at the film festival. I'm jumping the gun here, so sorry, Jamie. Um, I'm I'm whoring my reviews out to some other people now. Um, but uh, it's a, it was at the film festival. I think the screenings are over at the film festival, but it's now on general release. Do go and check it out. And if it's not film of the week by the time Tuesday comes around, it'll have been a bloody good week. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Uh, awesome. Yeah. Just for my knowledge, did you check out Brigsby Beer by any chance? No, my mate Alex told me about that, and oh, okay. uh, it sounded really good I yeah, to, yeah 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 yeah. i watched that it was really great yeah what was that that was about a guy uh he gets captured by some you know some baddies mm. and um raised as their child and right. uh his um eventual like his real parents eventually find him mm. and he's obsessed with this program that his capturers have actually made for him as a child right okay and so he wants to reenact a movie about that uh about that cartoon right? and his parents are just kind of like whoa we don't want you doing that kind of thing it's all about his life and it's actually a comedy but it's um, I mean that's a huge trauma (laughs) so that sounds brilliant it's crazy it was really well done I tell you what it's been a good festival I was was looking through I thought oh is there anything that's really grabbed me I was totally wrong it's been I've I've not seen a bad film at all this year and you always see at least one haven't seen one yet this year Um, so it's been fantastic and I'm just off to see Loveless the Andrei Zviagintsev uh, Russian movie, um, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, awesome. so Sorry, you can tell Jamie how that one goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll go back to it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah. So, th- but you know, people go support the film festival. Go and see stuff because it's all good. It's all different. It's all exciting. And it's still yeah, going for going another on. six days. Yeah, at least. It's Wednesday, August. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, and also don't forget, the day after starts the Studio Ghibli uh, retrospective at Rialto. So go and check all that out. Got any shout-outs? Sorry? Got any (laughs) shout-outs? Say hi to your mum. Oh, hello, mum. Hope your trip to the UK was all right. Boom. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I've got flies on the wall, by the way.